0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Key Ingredient Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Philip McCabe. Philip is a local entrepreneur who started his journey at a very young age. Philip, thanks for joining me here today.
1: Thank you for having me, Stefan.
0: Looking forward to the conversation today because your story is a little bit different than some other people I've interviewed recently. So if you don't mind, maybe just tell our listeners and viewers just a little bit about yourself, please.
1: Sure. Um, Well, I... uh... Grew up in, in Naples, Florida, which for Naples is is sort of rare, I suppose. Uh, Naples is a, uh, a a second home destination for the most part. It's very seasonal, um, and so uh, it's not necessarily uh, a, a big place for for people raising their families. Uh, but um, my my dad and and uh, my mom decided to move here from, from the Northeast, like, like many have, uh, especially recently. Yes. Um, years ago. And, and so I grew up here, uh, with a, with a close group of of friends and, uh, I, uh, I played tennis at a young age, played sports, um, went to a small, um, Private school called uh, community school for 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 most, um, but uh, of my of my younger years of of school, and and then I ended up moving on um, from there to a boarding school, and then finally graduating from from Barron Collier, which which was a public is a public school here in Naples, um, playing tennis there. Um, from, from a young age, I, um, you know, I guess you kind of want to see it in, in the lens of, of, uh, of how I ended up, you know, moving into yes. my, my career. So, um,
0: well, you were, you were born into entrepreneurship and I think that's, that's the interesting part of the story.
1: Right. So, uh, my dad, he, he was, he's from, uh, Dorchester, mass, um, and was, you know, had, had quite, quite a story. Um, growing up and 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 getting into entrepreneurship as a as a first first generation success you know in in his family um and so that's very inspiring as a son you know um and growing up in Naples is definitely a little different than growing up in Dorchester right a little bit yeah uh but uh but but nonetheless you know I you know would would uh skip school when I was a kid not to kind of lay around and, and and watch movies but to hang out at his office
0: well it's right? funny you say this. so that started in kindergarten correct you were shadowing your dad right is that correct right. okay interesting
1: so i mean um from a, from a very young age um you know it was it was business 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 you know i mean in terms of of our relationship you know we would we would go out and and, and throw the football sometimes and you know kind of do typical things uh, as a father and son, but but really, you know, I spent a lot of time my brother and I. I have one one older brother, and uh, he's eighteen months older than me, and uh, we spent a lot of time in the office behind um, behind his desk, under his desk, <laughs> running around right um, at a, at a very young age. But but you know, I mean, as we grew. Um, and as I grew, you know, I, I started picking up on things more and more, um, you know, and, and, and specifically in, in hospitality, I, I don't know if it's something that I was, you know, born with or, you know, it's, it's this lived, learned sort of, uh, sort of question. Right. Um, or if it's something, you know, that I noticed, really from, from a very young age, uh, growing up in, in hotels. Um, you know, so, uh, he, he's a, a, a stereotypical innkeeper, uh, which is what they're called more so in the Northeast, sure. you know, and, um, and, and, you know, you see the hospitality and you see it, um, with the way that he communicates with, with, with guests or he's still a general manager and, um, you know, so always has been. And, um, I think that you know that sort of exposure that I had, you know, sort of added to 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 what I ended up doing,
0: right? Yeah, it's interesting you say that because that was one of the things I was going to ask you. So you mentioned sports, right? Playing sports with your dad a little bit, and then you also mentioned being born, you know, with the entrepreneurial bug or whatever you want to call it or or is it something you learn online you know it's funny because when you look at athletes we always wonder that right you see like LeBron James and his son his son's a great basketball player was he born with those traits or was it because he was with such a a superstar that was able to train him and and, you know maybe we'll never know the answer to that but certainly you had a pretty good upbringing when it comes to that and having someone having a great mentor I guess is the point
1: for sure um for sure having a mentor but I do think that it is, it is a, like you mentioned it, it's kind of a bug, you know? Um, and I think that that is something that is, is sort of inept and, um, and, and, in, in, in inherent. Um, you know, I, I started my first sort of company as you will, uh, that no one really knows about, but, uh, it was, it was when I was, maybe 15 years old. Okay. And it was called uh High Tech and Handy.
0: <laughs> High Tech and Handy. By yeah. the way, people know about it now, but keep going. Right, <laughs>
1: right. So, it was I made business cards and everything and I was excited about it. Um because I lived in 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 a a golf course community with my mom uh at the time and and uh and and we were surrounded by elderly, right? And and this is the this is the period of, of uh, the first iPhone, and this is the period of uh, actually I think it was younger than fifteen. I think I was more more like twelve, okay, or thirteen. And um, you know, Apple computers starting, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, the 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 elderly right are are getting into technology like trying to figure it out right exactly trying to figure it out trying to set up their first mac right or trying to set up their first you know what have you ipod right Mm -hmm. and um so the idea was you know it was sort of a a full service uh because i was so into that technology stuff back then and and so it was a it was a full service uh setup and uh you know, consult and
0: so you would go to their homes and help them kind of either set things or navig- set, set yeah. things up, fix things, right. you know, navigate, Nav- navigate like
1: new, new technology.
0: Wow. So, how did you advertise?
1: Um, I just walked around the community.
0: Okay. Okay. Honest. No, you know, I, I like that. Put That's- my
1: cards in mailboxes. <laughs>
0: so. I love to hear that because, um, like I said, it's a bug because you started so early doing that. Mm-hmm. So let, let's stay on that a little bit. So here you are 12, 13. You're introduced to entrepreneurship. You already started your own business that now everybody knows about. Um, what happens next? I mean, what would, I guess what were some of the things that you learned by shadowing your dad that you thought was really valuable as you started to grow as an entrepreneur yourself?
1: Well, I would say, um, you know, First of all, I've I've learned so much more um, in the past, let's say, three years than um, I did, you know, prior. I think prior was was sort of um, unrealized knowledge, and now it's become so much more realized because I'm I'm older. I understand responsibilities a lot more. Um, you know, I'm 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 educated now. And, and sort of, I can, I can see things more full circle than I did before. Um, you know, before I, I, I I learned what hard work was, I learned, um, you know, what, what dedication was, I I sort of learned, um, you know, more, more value oriented things, um, you know, not to take things for granted and, um, you know, to, to stay, to stay humble, um, you know, and, and even, uh, a guy so successful, um, as my dad will still, you know, wash his car every Sunday. Right. And, um, so, um, you know, to see a story like that, um, which is one in, in who knows how many, um, you know, is, is, is inspiring and, and for sure it, it helps me, um, to stay, uh, motivated, you know, yeah. and um, so, and in, in to keep, keep pursuing and, and, and keep, keep, uh, keep the next thing coming, right? Um, and, and that was something I learned from a young age. It was, there was always on to the next project, on to the next project, you know, like yeah. build one building and then move on and, 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 and not, you know, not stop. So
0: I love that. So you grew up seeing hard work. Right. You were able to witness your dad the way he interacted with other people I think is important and those are some of the things I want to get to with you in your business now but how how do you hire people how do you work with people I and mean, these are all things you got to witness at a very young age right which is great
1: yeah, I think that um, you know back then I, I didn't understand the the hiring portion of it uh, but I did understand uh, the way that you know he interacted with his staff, for example. Um, I did know the value of, of, of people, um, you know, and, and especially in, in, in the hospitality industry that that's everything. Sure. Um, you're, you're only as good as, as your, your people are and, um, you know, you can create an amazing setting, right? You can, you can create, uh, an unbelievable hotel room, um, you know, with, with the best mattress and, uh, you know, the, the. Beautiful artwork and TV, Apple TV, all the amenities, right? But if you don't have that warm embrace when you when you walk in and check in, you know it's yeah it's, it's not it's not the same.
0: it's interesting. you you just mentioned noticing all the little things that those of us take for granted when we go to a hotel or a right. restaurant or whatever it may be. so let's 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 move on a little bit. So when you graduated college, okay? what what did you do next? Did you go right into the business or did you? take some time off. What did you do?
1: Yeah. So I, um, well, I took, I don't know. I took
0: a month. That's not long. Uh, not no, today. People no, take a lot longer than that. Right, so, uh,
1: yeah. so I took, I took a month, um, up in, uh, in Maine, um, uh, which is where we have some, some roots and, um, you know, I maybe I it, actually, I think it was about two months and, um, and then you know, I I came down back down to Naples, and and we were renovating our offices, um, offices that I used to just kind of hang out in. Uh, didn't didn't really have my own office, you know, in, until after college.
0: Okay. And, what uh, what year was this, by the way? Roughly
1: twenty. This was twenty nineteen. Okay. Okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah, twenty nineteen. Three years okay. ago. Okay. Um, and so. So we I um you know was given a role uh in in the in the company, which by the way, the the offices are very small family offices. Okay. So it's it's my myself, my brother, my dad, our CFO, and um our CAO. And um so three Irish guys in an office. <laughs> it's fun sometimes.
0: I'm sure it is. <laughs>
1: But um, so so I was really sort of put on charge of uh, capital improvements for our uh, main operating entity at the time, um, which is still currently uh, the Inn on Fifth, um, 119 room boutique Forbes four star hotel. Yeah. Um, and so I managed a uh, immediately a a five million dollar capital. Investment into the hotel, and okay. so that was all new uh, bathrooms, um, a new uh, for for the guest rooms. So we did. It wasn't for all 119 rooms. It was for 87 rooms and suites, which are on the main side. Um, and then we did the pool area and um, added a pool bar, a variety of of different things, um, which was very helpful. For, for me and quick, quick learning in terms of, you know, managing a general contractor. And, um, and then, you know, we, we put a POS system in at the bar very right? nice and, yeah. then, you know, we're quickly making a drink menu and, you know, just kind of, uh, it, it wasn't, you know, very large, but it was, it was big enough, you know, for, for me to get a quick inside scope of, of uh, how these things are created. And, um, so that, that was, uh, my first big project really.
0: Did you stay within budget? No. <laughs> okay. Right. Cause that's not easy to do. I mean, here you are, you're, you have a certain amount of money, a certain amount of capital that, you know, right. you can use and you have to figure out those 87 rooms or whatever it may be of how you're going to make that money last and, and, and be efficient right. as possible.
1: Well, it was, it was interesting because actually the, the budget kept growing. Um, and you know, because we, we know that, you know, it's, it's, it's an asset, uh, of course, um, in in Naples, Florida, um, which recently, um, you know, we just saw that wall street journal article like, uh, two weeks ago, um, about real estate in in the United States and, and relative to, to real estate in Naples, Florida. Right. And, and how it has, it has become, you know, just so valuable um sure and 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 relative to to the rest of of uh, of the country
0: especially for the inn on fifth i mean that is an iconic landmark down here so yeah right makes it makes sense was, to do so
1: exactly it was it was sort of the beginning of the street of, of fifth avenue um you know and and it was it was what started that renaissance that fifth avenue had um that i was not a you know, sort of alive for. But um, <laughs> you know, nonetheless it, it did happen. You know, Fifth Avenue was a, a failed street and now it's, you know, an unbelievable attraction. It really
0: is. Right. Yeah.
1: And um and it just keeps getting better. So, um, but you know, we saw that every dollar, you know, that 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 you put in, you know, you 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 get out, you get back much, yeah. much yeah. more. Makes so, sense. so you know the the more that that uh, you know we thought about um, you know the type of tile or the um, you know the the type of the mirrors that we put in the bathrooms, backlit, right? And it's like these things add you know a hundred dollars here, a hundred dollars there, right, per room. And but it's money well spent because the guests, you know, it's they. They notice these things sure so even if they don't notice, they do notice
0: I, I would agree with you on that. It may not be something we take note of, but we do right. notice it you exactly. feel it. I feeling. think it's a feeling, it when is you a go, feeling. yeah There's yeah. no doubt about yeah. that
1: so yeah, actually that's the same um, as the vine room in in the sense that the, the attention to detail in design, even if even if you the guest doesn't consciously notice it, they mm-hmm. feel it.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned a vine room. Let's, let's discuss that a little bit. Tell me about the vine room, the vision kind of, tell me a little bit about it, please.
1: So the vine room is, um, a 70 seat speakeasy. Um, and that word speakeasy sort of, you know, it it takes on a variety of, of roles, values, um, that create the concept. So it's, it's not a restaurant, it's not a bar, it's a speakeasy. And so it's not something that's easily, um, defined. Right. Okay. And I think that's what sort of makes it great really is because it's unlike everything. And, um, I think that's what also brings so much, um, intrigue, you know, I mean, people, um, say that there's nothing like this in Naples. And, and so, um, what it is, is, is a, it's a hidden, uh, oasis, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's something that, you know, I, I've told everybody i I wanted, um, originally my, my idea was, was to create a place that you're truly feel transported in. Right. Okay. So the moment you walk through the doors, you know, and, and the, and the door itself is hidden. Right. And it's sort of, um, it's sort of, uh, understated from the outside. Right. And, and then, you know, you walk in and, and, you know, it's kind of like this, Oh my God moment. (laughs) Like, Whoa, like, where did this come from? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, it's funny because the first, the first couple weeks actually went before we were even open and I was managing, you know, the construction and everything and people were outside and, you know, uh, pedestrians walking, and they wanted to come in and look and i let them in and they're like whoa where did this come from <laughs> when did this happen right and so um so it 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 uh that that was the whole idea and and to to have uh amazing cocktails fun cocktails smoke and and create a a, a real experience uh more so than than a place to just you know Drink and right, right, and 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 talk, right? It's like a full, it's like a show when you walk in.
0: Do you yeah. serve food there as well? We do, okay. Yeah, so, is it appetizers? Is it you know, it's top us, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Small plates, um, you know, mini lobster rolls and uh, Kobe sliders and okay. you know, st- stuff, uh, stuff that's um executable, but with a, you know, a high attention to ingredients and, and, and fine, fine food products.
0: You so know. when did you open up the Vine Room?
1: So we opened in November, specifically November 22nd. Okay. Because it was, it was two days before Thanksgiving and our second night open was the night before Thanksgiving, which in the United States is the biggest drinking night of the year.
0: <laughs> sure it is. Right. <laughs>
1: So that that's the night of the year that the most alcohol is consumed.
0: So you had that all planned out, didn't you? I did not. You did not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you could have lied about it and said you did. <laughs> Interesting. So, that okay. So you. Night. So in November, so what has, um first of all, what's business been like? I mean, down here, I mean, it's been pretty unbelievable. I mean, imagine Fifth Avenue through, even during the pandemic, I mean, most of the pandemic probably has done pretty well. But what's, how's the Vine Room been doing?
1: So, um business has been amazing in, in terms of, uh, you know, what in, in, in terms of numbers, but, um, more so what has been rewarding is, is, is the guest, uh, reaction and the guest interaction. And, you know, it's sort of from the moment that we open. like I said, it's, it's not a, it's not a restaurant model. It's not a bar model. It's an in-between. So right. it's almost, um, it's almost an identity crisis from from the moment that you open, right? Okay. Because we're trying to understand who we are and what we are, based on the way that the guest, you know, reacts to us, right? So, are they drinking more wine by the glass? Are they drinking more cocktails? Um, are they buying bottles of wine? I have an amazing. Uh, list of, of wine by the bottle. So okay. I wanted to, I wanted to have the best place in Naples to have an amazing glass of wine, bottle of wine, craft craft cocktail, small plates. Um, you know, but but have a setting that you just can't beat to to enjoy. You know, yeah. And it's not a place to go and get drunk, right? It's a place to go and really look around, relax, and, uh, you know, experience something different.
0: So it sounds to me like it's kind of, it's the type of place, it's whatever the guest wants it to be, to some degree, right? I mean, you could kind of customize, you know, if I just want to go for nice cocktails tonight, that's what it is. If I want tapas, that's what it is. If I want a combination, if I want a people watch, (laughs) you know, whatever it may be. Um, Interesting concepts. So. What was it like, uh, I guess, what was it like getting it off the ground? I mean, as far as things like hiring and planning it out, I mean, you already experienced in that regard, but what was that like? What was that experience? Would you learn that, I guess, was was um, easier than you thought and maybe more difficult than you thought?
1: So, first of all, I was a year late. <laughs> okay. Um, That's but, pretty
0: typical, I would imagine, though, right? That's probably Well, normal. no, no,
1: because it was, we we pushed it back. Okay. So, oh, okay. because of COVID. Because of COVID, sure. Yeah. So we were going to open in, in the fall of 2020 and, um, you know, luckily I did not, um, because things happen differently. Sure. Um, you know, and I think that, um, well, first of all, luckily I did not, because I don't think I would have had the, the, the business, um, you know, even though, the, you know, the pandemic in, in Naples was, was, was quite, uh, soft in, yes. in terms of, of, um, hospitality businesses. It, it didn't, uh, it was not a, it was not a, you know, a a business killer as it was elsewhere. Yeah, And, um, so, so we're blessed for that. But, um, I opened, you know, in the fall of, of 2021 and construction, it was sort of at the, I would say, um, sort of the beginning of, uh, of of the supply chain um you know crisis that we we really have now in in so many things um but construction being you know one of one of the worst um in 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 terms of uh, casualties i suppose sure and um so so we were finishing we were probably halfway through construction when we started seeing like oh those light fixtures are going to be six months or, you know, and and this is, I'm supposed to be finishing up in about three. Right. And it's like, Oh, well, you know, that those, those strip lights are going to be a year. Right. And then you start getting all of these um, lead times that we really weren't even thinking about, um, you know, becoming problematic that, that became, you know, almost a nightmare Sure. and, um, kitchen equipment. Um, you know, I was on the phone, Be you know, leading up to the opening last, I mean, I, I, I pushed opening because you're, you're pushing so many things, right. Your, your construction is going on and on and on. And that's, and that's a day to day thing. Right. And then you have hiring, which has already taken place, you know, um, say three weeks to four weeks up to the opening of, of, of the restaurant, right? So mm-hmm. conducting interviews and um, creating a staff and, um, you know, an opening staff and then a training schedule, right? Sure. And that's For me, it was a two-week training schedule um, for everybody to get on board with our DNA, our menu items, um, you know, actually creating the menu items, um, and then, I mean, in, in terms of, of, of training them to make them, we already had recipes and effort, all the menu items worked out. Um, and then, you know, steps of service, all these things related to, to training was, was a two week process, right? So every week that the kitchen hood, for example, right. Was delayed. It's like, okay, I got to push out, you know, a full two weeks of training. Sure. Right. Sure. And so I have to tell staff, you know, we're not going to start training next week. Um, you know, it's going to be the following week. Right. And so it's it was, that was, um, that was very difficult. Um, you know, hot, hot, Finding people in the first place was difficult.
0: That's what I was just about to ask you. So I'm sure that's been that was difficult at the beginning and probably still is. If you you know if you're if you're hiring at this point. Um, so so what's the hiring? I mean, have you found it challenging? I mean, like everybody else.
1: Absolutely. So initially, it was extremely challenging. Um, you know, to find, um, you know, a, a a a. a sort of skeleton staff of, of, of people that would, you know, count, like, you know, they counted on you and they counted on the concept, sure. right. Yeah. We're whole, we're new, you know, I mean, it's, it's much easier, especially in that hiring climate, um, which is the same climate today, right. Where you, in the hospitality industry, you can go out and get a job tomorrow, right. At, you know, some of the best restaurants, you know, because, Pretty much everybody is hiring. Right. You know? Right. Um, and and so in in that regard, it's like, okay, how, how do you uh, motivate and inspire people to believe in 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 the concept that has never been open?
0: That's interesting. Cause like, you know, going back to the inn, I mean, that already had its status, right? So when right. you hire people for the inn, they know what to expect, they know what it's like. So this is a whole new concept, and like you said, you almost need them to buy into something they haven't quite experienced yet.
1: Right. so every interview you know that that I conducted along with my my general manager that I had at the time, um, you know, it was sort of the, the first part of the interview um, you know was was me selling them on the vine room, right because before I even wanted to hear. Um, you know what what they had to to say about about their experience and and why they're the right candidate for for the position, right? I mean, they need to know from me that 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 this thing is exciting and it is going to rock Naples, right? Yeah, yeah. And and that you want to be a part of it, right? And so, um, you know, the first the first thing that I that I did for every single interview was. I showed them renderings. I showed them the whole menu, the inspiration of the menu DNA, sort of. um, And I got them excited about the Vine Room. And then I said, okay, you know, why do you think you should be a part of the team?
0: Interesting. Okay. So you came up with the concept yourself for the Vine Room. Was it a vision that you had? Is that? Definitely. Yeah. So
1: um, I came up with the, the, you know, a concept for a small, Intimate speakeasy. Um, I thought I've always thought, you know, speakeasy. I sort of had a a little hobby for them, but not, not to the extent where I would go and travel for speakeasy. Right. Okay. But there is that population of people. Sure. That, that, that in fact, we had three guests, um, last week drive from Hollywood, Florida.
0: Really? Just to come see the,
1: just to come to the Vine Room. Interesting. So there are those, um, you know, those, those, those speakeasy enthusiasts, right? That ev- every city, and there's a lot, um, mm. every city that they're in, you know, they, they make sure that they seek out, um, you know, speakeasies because of that experience. It's, it's cool. It's like a hidden place that, you know, you feel, um, you know, you feel some, some sort of, um, I don't know, uh, you feel good about finding, you know sure um so
0: interesting so what would you say philip is the most difficult part of being an entrepreneur because a lot of people listening right now are either business owners already they like your story maybe just in general and they want to find out more about places to visit and 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 go to down here in naples or they are just aspiring one day to be an entrepreneur how would you respond to that
1: well um the most difficult part. So I would say that that really oh, um, well, that's difficult because uh, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of difficult parts. Um, but for for me, you know, right now, I, I think that you know it's being at such uh, a young age mm-hmm. that um, you know you you you're you have to be a leader, right? but um, you also know that there's plenty of people out there that actually have more experience than you. Sure. um, Because they're, you know, well older, right? So um, I think that it's, it's knowing, you know, knowing that you can learn very quickly, you know, and um, that, you know, at least in the hospitality industry, um, as an entrepreneur in the hospitality industry, it's, it's not rocket science, uh, the way that, you know, service works, um, you know, the way that, uh, guest interaction works and, and, and sort of, you know, how you can navigate, um, both management and of 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 staff and management of of guests and and so I think that each experience that you have it's it's important to really analyze and um and learn from it as as quick as possible sure right sure to, to make up for for your lack of experience right
0: what would you say is your the your favorite part of being an entrepreneur what do you what what wakes you up in the morning what what gets you excited.
1: Definitely um, the the response from from guests. Um, definitely creating something from from nothing, and um, you know, uh, uh, it was a it was I have pictures actually, <laughs> um, you know, of 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 stages of of the of the development of the space, right, from a concrete shell, right, to all of a sudden this place where you know, people um, can come and 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 they can enjoy their um, their family that they haven't seen for a year or two years, right? Or they can enjoy the company of of new friends, new girlfriends, new uh, you know, fiancés, and and um, you know, me- create memories in in a place uh, that they they find to be intriguing and and um, you know uh, an amazing experience so it
0: must be very gratifying to see people actually enjoying being at the vine room, so I could see that it is yeah final question for you if you don't mind vision, so like any entrepreneur, you always have a vision right? Where do you see things next five years or ten years from now? Do you see yourself expanding the vine room and uh, seeing more vine rooms out there or just different types of businesses
1: sure so um that's a, that's a good question, uh, Stefan. Um, I would say that I would say that for sure we're, we're, you know, the vine room is a pilot, so we're testing and, and, and changing things every day. Um, you know, based, based on the way that the the guest has, has reacted and making amazing changes by the day and Really trying to nail down the concept um, so that we can, you know, deploy it here or there. So for, for sure, there is a vision of, of growth of the Vine Room concept, um, but that will be, you know, under its own um, umbrella as far as I'm concerned for, for me Um, you know, I, I can see the vine room growing over here in this hand, but then, you know, starting something else over here in in this hand, right. (laughs) So, um, you know, I, I want the vine room, uh, to be its own sort of, um, you know, airplane, so to speak, that's, that's, that's on autopilot, right. And, and growing, you know, um, you know, but uh, it's not not necessarily my, you know, everyday um, focus. Sure. So I, I for sure I, I, I like to. The, I think my favorite part of of uh, of of the industry and and of of entrepreneurship is is really creating a concept, um, and um, you know, in in in, in a place that people can can either stay uh you know in terms of of, of transient lodging or or go for, for food and beverage and so it's that that creation that really um, is is what motivates me so i want to create something
0: else as well. Love it. Very inspiring story. I appreciate you sharing it with us. Yeah, Philip, yeah. excellent, excellent um interview. We appreciate you being on, sharing kind of your thoughts on entrepreneurism and uh, you have a great story. And I wish you a lot of success. I look forward to seeing additional vine rooms out there one day in various locations. So thanks again for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me, Stefan.